and louder and louder to try to overcome. And I remember telling him, hey, if you've got to go, you've got to wait. What do you mean wait? I had to go. Well, then shut the door. Well, the other two, well, the other one, we had to put a, a sign on our door because back then, if you can remember, like all the gardeners, all the tree guys were taking advantage and ringing doorbells. We had that happen a couple times. But our dog popped up in one of the, I didn't even notice the dog's head was up during one of the recordings, looking around. And then the last one was the pooping dog in the video, yes? Um, and you know they do it purposely, right? Because they were in the right spot right behind me. Any of you remember the, I don't know if we put that on there, so um, some of those things to, to remember back. But um, anyways, uh, great anniversary to remember. Uh, serving the community. We'll be doing it this Friday. If you want to come and help set up, that's at 1 o'clock. And then on Saturday, um, we'll, we start at 10, but we uh, really gather anybody that wants to serve about 9.30. We can also use those uh, families if you want, um, men, ladies, outside. We, we really help people to their vehicles. And uh, even at celebrating a year, not probably even thinking of it, but we'll have a blessed bounty of food, uh, what I hear for this weekend. So anyways, praise the Lord. So come out and serve. Um, okay, so I have two verses today for our tithes and offerings. Um, Isaiah 55, 10, and 11. Isaiah 55, 10, and 11, it says this. For as the rain comes down, all of us have felt that, right? For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, and do not return there. But water the earth and make it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. That word void means empty or useless. But it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. Rain and snow comes down, does not head back up. You know, it does evaporate and go back up. But God says, my words do not return to themselves void or empty. They accomplish what I please and prosper the thing I sent it. So as we pray, as we do this each and every week, and we put up this prayer on the screen, would you pray this individually in your heart, praying it to your Father God? Let's say this together in prayer. As I give in today's offering, Lord, as we have witnessed both the rain and snow, I will remember your example of your word, not returning void or empty. Your word will be fulfilled over my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You're giving today in service. Uh, there's an envelope in the seat back pocket. You can place the envelope in the giving slot that's on the wall by the sound booth. You can go to our website, hillschurcharcadia.org. You can give online. Actually, um, about the last couple of months ago, we have a new giving link that's on there. So if you use the old giving link, there's a new giving link on there. There's also our P.O. box on there as well. But great testimony this week. Um, we had somebody make a donation to the church that has never come to any of our services that I can remember. I don't even think they follow, but they've been watching what we've been doing in serving our community. And they wanted to be a part. And so, you know, praise the Lord. That's those things that God does, right? That's the thing. We just do what we do, and we trust him uh, to fulfill the rest. And that's what he's going to do in your life. Look at somebody. He's going to do it for you. Tell them that. 
He's going to do it for you. Well, if you have your Bibles, open to John 3. If you have a tablet or, or your phone, open to John 3. If you didn't bring anything today, you can look on the screens. We want to look at John 3. The last couple weeks, we started out looking at God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. In fact, we focused in on the Holy Spirit in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. He was hovering over the face of the waters. The Holy Spirit that we see in the scripture is that power of God. Last week, we looked at the moment Jesus was baptized. We read in, in fact, all four Gospels record it, that God spoke. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Jesus was baptized, and the Holy Spirit descended on him like a dove. Except last week, we looked at, he didn't head out to go do a miracle. He didn't head out to go to the synagogues to teach. He was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted 40 days and 40 nights. Almost six weeks, right? Almost six weeks where he ate nothing, was tempted. But he returned in the power of the Spirit. I would encourage you because I won't get to all the verses unless you would like me to. I'd be happy to do so. But if you go to our website, Download the notes. In fact, uh, most importantly, what I would encourage you to do is to have some questions at the end and kind of call it as for me and my house. Maybe you sit down for Sunday dinner. Maybe you have breakfast Monday morning or maybe you catch up somehow. Ask yourself and your family or whoever you're with, maybe a coworker, some of those questions because it's important that we keep these things going on throughout our, our week. So in John chapter 3, let me get there. In fact, we're going to read, John shows us that um, Jesus, who was the Word made flesh, he's gonna, John's going to show us early on the disciples being called. The very first miracle that took place was water to wine. But in John 3, we're going to read about Jesus and an encounter with somebody named Nicodemus. Let me read this, John chapter 3, and I'm going to restart in verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For no, no one can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. Well, God isn't just with him. God is in him, right? Not just with him, God is in him. Jesus answered and said, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. That's kind of my message today. You must be born again. Those words of Jesus. The wind blows where it wishes and you do not hear the sound of it. But, cannot, um, but you hear the sound of it and cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. 
so is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said, Are you not a teacher of Israel, and you do not know these things? Most assuredly I say to you, we speak what we know and testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. I have told you earthly things that you do not believe. How will, I, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation. The light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone practicing evil hates the light and does not come to the light lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who does the truth comes to the light that his deeds may be clearly seen that they have been done in God. Well, Father, as we look at these verses today, we thank you again that the Holy Spirit on the inside of us for those that are born again is the teacher teaching us, helping us see all things. And we thank you for your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You know, the, that phrase, born again, that seemed, if I remember right, that was said a lot like in the 80s, right? Born again. We don't really use that word a lot, born, born again. But it's a word that Jesus used. We heard it a couple weeks ago. We had a, a, one of our neighbors over the house, and uh, she does believe in Jesus, but she kept using, I know some born agains. I know some born agains, right? That's how she kind of, kind of phrased it. Well, we're reading about a man named Nicodemus, a Pharisee, a teacher of the law, a student of the law. He comes to Jesus by night. So at first you kind of wonder, okay, are they secretly sending Nicodemus to ask Jesus? Or is he coming at night that he's not seen by anybody because he has some questions? I kind of always think about Nicodemus coming at night, he doesn't want anybody to see him because he's got these questions that he wants to ask Jesus. And Jesus tells him, you've got to be born again. And he goes right to, you mean I have to enter my mother's womb again? You almost want to slap him a little bit, right? That's kind of an odd thinking. How many of you love to celebrate your birthday? Be honest, I don't have my hand. Anybody like, no, no, be honest, right? You love it when it's your birthday. You love to be celebrated, 
How many of you probably like, I, I don't really care. Anybody in here? It doesn't really bother. Got a few, right? It doesn't really bother me. We'll do something small. But that's okay. Whatever we are, right? It doesn't matter. How many of you celebrate your spiritual birthdays? Got a couple, right? Maybe you thought, man, I've never thought about that. You know, it's important for us to remember back to when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. And have that down on your calendar to remember. In fact, one of the questions in the note, remember where you were in life and what Jesus began to do that day and the days forward. And I remember I was, I was either six or seven between kindergarten and first grade, and uh, my parents had sent me to Christian school, even though we weren't going to church. And in between the couple of years, I remember accepting Jesus as my Savior. But my mom heard me one morning, because I guess I asked him back into my heart every morning, because I just assumed he went home every night, right? That's, that's like a little kid, right? Well, gee, I, got, I have to be home when the streetlights go on, so I, obviously Jesus has to be too. And so my mom was the one to tell me, you don't have to pray every time once you do it. But there was a difference between six or seven-year-old Walter and 19-year-old Walter. When 19-year-old Walter prayed it again, there was a different change that took place. It was because I wasn't serving the God probably of my mom. It had become I was, I was uh, serving my God. He became my Lord. That, that's one of those spiritual birthday. In fact, throw a spiritual birthday party for yourself next time. Right? Go out and find a card. No, you won't be able to find Find some decorations. You won't be able to find any decorations. But throw a spiritual birthday party because of all the promises we see in the Bible of how powerful it was. In fact, Jesus says this. To be born again is to be born. In fact, the word means born from above. Born from above. Whenever I do a wedding, there's two things that I always add at the very first part of a wedding. And remember, it's emotional for the families of both sides, and usually the soon-to-be, you know, bride is crying, the groom is nervous, the, the, father, the, the father-in-law wants to hit the guy one more time, right, because he's getting his daughter, it's that type of thing. And so I always start with that um, Jesus' first miracle was performed at a wedding. But then I go into, and knowing that they both accepted Jesus as their Savior, that a miracle took place when you made that decision. There was a miracle that took place. We're going to see that in the scripture. A miracle by the Holy Spirit took place when you made that decision. Now, you may not have felt anything or that moment, or maybe you did. Maybe there was some feeling that came over, but a miracle actually took place. And one of the things that we read in John 3, 3, that Jesus says these words, he says, Um, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. In a couple of examples that Jesus will use, Jesus talks about the wind. Jesus will refer Nicodemus back. In fact, you, you can make a note. You can look at it later. Numbers 21. In Numbers 21, when the people uh, under Moses were so disobedient, doing their own thing, complaining, complaining, complaining about the food, that there was nothing, the Lord sent fiery serpents to bite them, right? And when Moses went and he went and he went to the Lord to intercede on behalf, 
what God instructed Moses to do. We read in Numbers 21, 9, it says, So Moses made a bronze serpent, put it on a pole, uh, and so it was, if the serpent had bitten anyone when he looked at the bronze serpent, he didn't die, he lived. Anybody been bitten by a snake before? When we lived in North Carolina, uh, and I, I would cut our grass, we had copperheads, which are uh, very deadly. We had uh, what was called like black racer snake. We had all these snakes. I never really ran into a copperhead except one time. I remember washing down. I was barefoot. And I felt this little wind go by my ankle. And I looked down, and there's this little tiny copperhead, and he must have looked at me and thought, if I eat this guy, I'm set for life, right? I mean, I'm set. I'll never have to have another. He was going as hard as he could at my little ankle, and I could just feel the wind. Well, I rounded up in our little bush area about 12 of them that were all had been born, took them back out in the woods, kind of let them go. Knowing that, man, a little, even the little guys that get you, sometimes they're worse, right? He's going to let all of that vent. I'm bringing this big guy in. I'm going to bring him down. Well, back in the Old Testament, if they just looked up at that brazen serpent, they were whole. Well, Jesus uses that analogy. So he uses that analogy in um, John 3, verse 14 and 15. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Lifted up on the cross. What did the centurion say? Truly, this must be the Son of God. Lifted up in front of everyone. Lifted back uh, up as he ascended up, and the disciples, uh, the apostles actually, were still looking at him. You know, we read later on, you can look it up in John chapter 7. We see Nicodemus again from afar in a situation. In fact, we see Nicodemus after Jesus has died in John chapter 19. He's with John who owns the tomb that Jesus is going to be laid in, borrowed, right? Um, but he's bringing 100 pounds of spices. So we don't know exactly if Nicodemus accepted the Lord. Boy, he was sure right on the tails, right? He was right on the tails. Maybe he was with the, maybe he was one of the 500 that was an eyewitness of Jesus. Maybe he was one of the 120 in the upper room, but he's following from afar. But here's what's the most important. We can't be just followers from afar of Jesus. We have to press in and be born again. But being born again is done by the power of the Holy Spirit born again you know I, i've learned my language over the year i've told this story many a times i won't go into it uh, where i had heard that a good friend of ours was pregnant and um, when i went and saw her she looked pregnant i tapped on her stomach and said hey how far along are you only to find out she was not pregnant oh that's still painful this day about a year probably a year ago uh Pastor Sam Nicholas, the pastor of the L.A. Gypsy Church, we were over at his house. We were actually going over to see his new grandson. And so I talked to his daughter-in-law, and I said to her, I said, first baby, you know, man, you must have done great. How long were you in labor? Her jaw went. And Sam says, you don't ask those things, right? You don't ask those things. I didn't know. That's kind of a normal thing that we say. He's giving me the, he's going, he's going oh, my goodness. You don't say those things. How many of you ever said things like that before? It's like, oh, you don't say things about uh, foot in mouth type of thing. 
But Jesus uses that word born again, born from above. And I want to look at a couple of these verses. Acts chapter 2, Peter, after being filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts 2.38 says this. And Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. One of the ones we won't look at, I love where um, Paul is, is in prison, the gate is shaken open, and the, the soldier says, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Right? He wants to be And they tell him to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. In Romans chapter 10, verse 9, we read this. In fact, this becomes the foundation of, of our confession of salvation to the Lord, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Right? We'll look at that in a minute. Here's what instantly happens. The Bible says this. The moment that you accepted Jesus as Lord, we're going to look at uh, in the verse here a minute, your spirit is regenerated. It becomes alive. The Bible teaches this, that we are a spirit, that we have a soul. It's our mind, our will, and our emotions, and we live in this body, right, this suit. Uh, Our spirit became alive when we accepted Jesus as our Lord and Savior. The soul part of us, the mind, will, and emotions, we renew every day by the Word of God. And this body one day will be changed. You know that? It'll be changed one day. You're going to get to trade it in. But the focus of this is on the spirit. Your spirit became alive. That's the first thing that happened. The second thing we read in the Bible is heaven rejoiced. There was some bell that rang. Or some alarm went off and they mentioned, they said, Michelle Hoflin just accepted Jesus as her Savior. And all heaven rejoiced and said, it's about time. It's about, no. I was just a joke. joke. (laughs) That's what happened. The next thing that happened is an angel, we don't know which one, took out a pen and wrote your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. You're in there. Did you feel all of that take place? Anybody, when you accepted the Lord, did you hear a a cheer or something? The next morning when you got up, did an angel have a cup of coffee and manna for you to celebrate that you came into the kingdom? Did you get a 90-day certificate that you lasted nine? No, none of those things. Jesus talks about that you did it by faith. Thomas, you believed me because now you see me, right? Blessed are those that have not seen and yet believe. The moment that you accepted Jesus, there was a change that took place. In fact, a, a regeneration. I, I read that verse early on, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, out of the New Living Translation. And it says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by His great mercy that we have been born again. Wait, listen again. His great mercy that you have been born again. Because God raised Jesus from the dead, and now we live 
with great expectation. Don't be distressed in these days or depressed. Live with great expectation. You have been born again. That power of the Holy Spirit was there on the inside of you. You know, you, he's in there. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in there. Titus chapter 3, verse 4 through 7 says this. But when the kindness and the love of God our Savior towards man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Though the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. The washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit. That happened at salvation. In fact, that word regeneration, it's a spiritual new birth. It means a spiritual renovation. You take on a project at your house. Let's say you decide that you want to redo your bathroom. You do it, right, all new. It's, it's brand new. It's brand new, regenerated, renewed. Well, that took place in your spirit when you confessed. In fact, let me mention these things. When you confess Jesus as Lord, your spirit was regenerated. The scriptures say this, you became alive. And as you've received eternal life through Jesus, this happened by the power of the Holy Spirit, who's now on the inside of you. All you did was confess and believe. So my son's telling us the other night, he's 20. They're over a friend's house. They're sitting in a jacuzzi. And they're talking about salvation and things of the Lord. Not that that's shocking, but uh, I don't know about you. When I was 20 years old, if I was in a jacuzzi, I don't think I was talking about things of the Lord. Some of you are like, oh, I can't believe you say that. Well, neither were you. You were probably right in the other jacuzzi. So one of the friends had mentioned that and he, he really didn't understand this whole thing of salvation because of different countries that don't have an opportunity to hear and so we were talking about these things after, and I said, you know, it's interesting. I was in the middle of a jungle in Sri Lanka with no cell coverage, but everybody else had cell coverage. I mean, we were out in the middle of a jungle, a jungle to where they said, don't go past this area. There's cobras, king cobras out there. I'm not going to go past that area. Michelle also places, too, in the Congo and Africa. She knows one of the things she says, everybody's on a cell phone, right? Everybody has connectivity these days. I was telling the story about South Korea. South Korea would get all of these Bibles in Korean, and they attached them to these weather balloons. Oh, that sounds a little familiar, right? Sent the balloons up, GPS-guided, into North Korea, and at a certain point, it would drop the Bibles into North Korea. Now, you might say, I don't believe that. Oh, that's interesting, right, that we even had a balloon flying over the U.S., they would send it and drop it. And I remember they, they, people wanted to celebrate them for sending over Bibles. They said, don't celebrate us. The people you should celebrate in North Korea are the ones that had the guts to go pick up the Bible. We've heard stories from missionaries that the, uh, the Iranian believers or church or the underground church is thriving. We've heard reports of different Muslim nations that have Muslim people that have had these dreams 
about somebody that appeared to them, Jesus, and then they're searching out, who is this? What is this dream that I just had? So we can never look back and say, that's such a remote island. They don't have anybody sending there because we know that God is sending people. He wants everybody to hear. He wants everybody to know. He wants that message to get out. But the most important part after that we've been saved is that we just tell somebody, right? Just tell somebody. We asked this lady that was in our house, even though she was mentioning born again. Michelle went in there and said, I just want to make sure that you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The other night at a hospital call, she asked this lady's husband, I just want to make sure that you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Sitting in the back uh, on our credenzas are these cards, the open door cards that we hand out at our food outreach that have a prayer on the back that you can actually, if you feel a little chicken at first, there's a card you can hand out to begin to tell people because God places us in everybody's path. And let me tell you, the opportunity for somebody to get saved is the power of the Holy Spirit in action through us. He didn't save us to be a, a container. He saved us to take the lid off, right? To be open. So when we read about these things, you know, what's amazing is the Holy Spirit that lives in us is the same Holy Spirit that was in Jesus when he walked the earth. Our, our new birth, the Holy Spirit living inside of us, becomes our guarantee of salvation. In fact, we're going to learn and we're going to study more of what the Bible teaches about the Holy Spirit. But what's important was, in fact, let me close with this one verse in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, 19. This will be familiar to most of us. The Apostle Paul says this. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? So what happened back, even when Jesus said it is finished, we read in our Bibles that the veil of the temple ripped top to bottom, right? There's no more presence of God in the back of some building. The whole design was to have the presence of God on the inside of us, leading us. The same Holy Spirit that was in Jesus, the same Holy Spirit that we read in Genesis chapter 1, verse 2, hovering over the face of the waters, all throughout the Old Testament, all throughout the New Testament, residing on the inside of us. Now, this might seem simple, elementary, but this is foundational. That if you've accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've already had an experience with the power of God. Allow that to sink in that, you know, man, God's power is at work in me and never doubt it. Let's not be like Thomas that we feel like we have to see to believe. It's believing is in the seeing. Bow your heads, if you would, with me today. Let me read this verse uh, in our closing. But if the same spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Romans 8, 11. The spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. 
as we're closing today, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, taking that step of being born again, confessing Jesus as Lord, maybe it's an opportunity to return to him even today. As we all pray this prayer together, I want you to pray this individually in your heart, doing just as we read in Romans chapter 10, 9 and 10, believing, confessing, and knowing that Jesus is now your Lord and Savior. Let's all say this together. Repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart. I say sorry for my sin. And I choose to follow you and make you the Lord of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Stand with me if you would, and if you prayed that for the very first time, or this is the day and opportunity to return to him, please, please, please see us right at the end of service, because something powerful just happened, and it's going to continue to happen in your life. Let's close today with this worship song. But I thought I'd better just keep it normal, because I have no rhythm. So it wouldn't just be making a joyful noise, it'd be making a crazy dance. So thank you very much, Eric. Before you leave today, pick these up in the foyer. I am going to pray that this week, Jesus sends somebody across your path and that you muster up some godly courage to just ask, have you accepted Jesus? I'm just going to pray you got it in you to do it because we're living in a day that people need to be asked, have you accepted Jesus? There's no more time to mess around. There's no more time to be a little bit timid. There's no more time to be scared. Jesus lives in you. And he's not afraid to use your life. I am determined Whatever situation I find myself in, if I'm asked to pray, the first thing that's going to be asked, have you accepted Jesus? And when that's taken care of, we'll move on. Because that's the first miracle that needs to take place. Amen? I am convinced. He is a God of miracles, and he wants to show up in your life to use you to see the miraculous done. Amen? And this church, we're loosening up around this place. Come on, folks. we got to get loosened up. Jesus wants to do a work. Come on. Loosen up. Jesus wants to use you, and he wants to use this house. Are you ready? Amen. If you need prayer, please come down. Let us pray with you pick up salvation cards in the back. This Saturday, food ministry. God bless you.